You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, your ultimate resource for high-achieving professional women. I'm your host, Michelle Broad, a certified women's health adult nurse practitioner and hormone expert. As a proud daughter, wife, mama, and nana of two, I understand the importance of balancing both success in your career along with your personal well-being. In this podcast, I'm dedicated to fueling your ambition and prioritizing your health. Join me as we dive into achieving a harmonious blend of career excellence and personal wellness. I want you to say goodbye to overwhelming jargon and complex science because we're going to provide practical insights and actionable advice in an approachable, non-judgmental manner. As you tune in each week and you embark on this transformative journey with us toward a healthier, more vibrant you, I want you to take charge of your health, ladies, and career like never before and empower yourself to thrive. Okay, well, thank you so much for being here. I always welcome you at the very beginning because I just, I love having you here. And today um, I wanted to talk about, I I actually, I'm going to start talking about 2024 things. I'm going to start talking about it in 2023, the end of 2023, because I think it's important that we start now and that we don't wait just for January to come to get things started, okay, both with our health and with our business success. So here's the thing today, ladies. In today's dynamic and demanding world of business, success often comes with its own set of challenges and expectations. And we all know that. And it can make it super important. So it makes it super important for us as professional women to explore the transformative power of self-compassion, okay? This topic of self-compassion and nurturing inner resilience holds particular significance for us as women due to various societal, cultural, and professional dynamics that can disproportionately impact our personal lives as well as our business lives and our experiences in business. So here are just a few of those things that I want to talk about that can affect us and that can be viewed disproportionately and have a disproportional impact on us. The first one is expectation and pressure. Women often face heightened societal expectations, both professionally and personally, okay? Balancing career aspirations, family responsibilities, and societal pressures can lead to increased stress and self-criticism. Embracing self-compassion helps us to alleviate the burden of unrealistic expectations, allowing us as women to navigate these challenges with greater ease. The next thing that can be an impact is gender stereotypes. Cultural norms and gender biases can shape how we as women perceive ourselves and are perceived by others. There might be added pressure for us to meet certain standards of appearance, behavior, or performance. So self-compassion can provide a powerful tool to, inc- to counter these stereotypes, fostering a sense of more of a self-worth behind societal ideals for us. And the last one I want, no, this is the second to last one, sorry, is workplace environment. Because here's the thing, ladies, studies have shown that women often encounter barriers and biases in the workplace that can affect career progression, leadership opportunities, and decision-making roles. And this isn't just for women who are in careers. This is also for professional women who own their own businesses. You may face these same things when you're trying to contract out with maybe buyers or vendors or other people, okay? So when we embrace self-compassion, this can help us as women navigate these challenges, fostering resilience and enabling them to approach setbacks with a growth-oriented mindset, okay? And the last one is caring roles. We as women are often primary caregivers in our families, which can lead to prioritizing others' needs over our own. 
and we've talked about this so much last year, and we're going to continue to talk about this as we move into the new year. I am definitely a caregiver in my family. I take care of, you all know, my 92-year-old mom with Alzheimer's and a lot of other people in my life. So when we practice self-compassion, this allows us to prioritize self-care without feeling guilty. It also allows us to recognize that taking care of ourselves is fundamental so that we can be effective in caring for others, okay? So today, I wanted to take a look into the inner workings of self-kindness, exploring the facets of self-compassion that have the ability to empower and elevate us. Because there's three S's that we practice here at Well Woman Network, and it's self-care, self-love, and self-advocacy, okay? So throughout the episode, ladies, we are gonna uncover the essence of self-compassion, distinguishing it from traditional self-esteem paradigms, and unravel its profound impact on on personal well-being, professional growth, and resilience. Together, we'll embrace daily rituals, overcome self-criticism, practice forgiveness, and foster emotional resilience, creating a blueprint for integrating self-compassion into every facet of our life. So are you ready to dive on in? Okay. So first, let's talk about embracing this concept of self-compassion. Self-compassion, ladies, it involves treating oneself with kindness and understanding during moments of failure, pain, or inadequacy. Psychologist Christian Neff describes it as having three interconnected components, self-kindness, being understanding and supportive towards oneself, common humanity, recognizing that suffering and imperfection are universal experiences, and mindfulness, holding painful thoughts and feelings in balanced awareness. Research also indicates that numerous benefits associated with cultivating self-compassion. It's linked to increase emotional resilience, reduce levels of anxiety, depression, and stress, and it can even lead to greater life satisfaction, healthy relationships, and improved overall well-being. Embracing the self-compassion allows us as individuals to navigate life's challenges with more resilience and inner strength, okay? So while self-compassion and self-esteem are related, okay, ladies, they differ significantly. Self-esteem often hinges on external validation, achievements, and comparison to others. It involves evaluating oneself positively and feeling worthy based on accomplishments or social status. Conversely, self-compassion doesn't depend on success or self-evaluation. It is emphasized more in self-acceptance, acknowledging our imperfections, and embracing oneself with kindness and understanding even in moments of failure or setbacks, we are okay. Okay? So now I want to give you some tips on how to achieve self-compassion. Okay? I want you to engage in daily self-compassion exercises or meditations. Practice speaking to yourself with kindness, using affirmative and supportive language. Remind yourself, ladies, that mistakes and setbacks are all part of being human and they provide opportunities for us to grow as women, okay? Next, I wanna talk about cultivating self-kindness, okay? Because cultivating self-kindness, ladies, it also involves integrating daily practices that prioritize self-care and emotional well-being, okay? Some of these practices are one, identifying activities that bring you joy, relaxation, and a sense of fulfillment. Engage in activities that nurture your physical, your mental, and your emotional health. 
This might include journaling if that's for you, exercising, spending time in nature, or practicing mindfulness. Number two, learn to set healthy boundaries in both personal and professional spheres. Understand, ladies, more importantly than ever, that saying no when necessary is not selfish. It's a form of self-care that preserves your energy and mental well-being. And number three, experiment with various self-care activities to discover what resonates best with you. What works for one person might not work for another. So tailor your self-care routine to suit your preferences and your needs. Okay, so here's some tips on how to cultivate more self-kindness. Schedule regular self-care time in your daily or weekly routine and honor it as you would any other important commitment. Practice self-compassion by acknowledging your efforts and your accomplishments, no matter how small they might seem. And lastly, surround yourself with supportive and understanding individuals who value and encourage your self-care practices. That is so important. Community is so important. And I make sure that I do that often. Because, you know, ladies, whether you're in your running, running a career, you know, the career mode, working up the ladder, or you're there in the C-suite, or you're running your own business, running a business, like my friend Kimberly said, it can be lonely. So surrounding yourself with supportive and encouraging people is the best thing you can do. Next, I want to talk to you about how do we overcome self-criticism. Overcoming self-criticism, ladies, it involves that we recognize our inner critic and we transform negative self-talk into compassionate and understanding. And this is how we're going to do that. Okay. Number one, I want you to start by becoming aware of your inner dialogue. When you catch yourself being self-critical, challenge those thoughts by asking questions such as, is this thought rational or is it based on my emotions? Or would I speak to a friend in this manner? Two, develop a repertoire of self-soothing phrases or mantras that you can use when facing self-criticism. Shifts the negative and the narrative from self-blame to self-compassion by offering yourself understanding and encouragement. Three, practice reframing negative thoughts by finding evidence against self-critical beliefs. Replace negative self-talk with more realistic and supportive self-affirmations. Okay, so now here's some tips to how to overcome self-criticism. You can journal about self-critical thoughts and challenge their validity by exploring evidence that contradicts them. You can surround yourself with positivity by creating an environment that fosters self-compassion and growth. And lastly, you can seek professional help or guidance if self-criticism significantly impacts your well-being or it hinders your personal or business growth. Okay. Now, let's talk a little bit about practicing forgiveness and letting go. So practicing forgiveness, ladies, is a powerful act of releasing oneself from emotional burdens and fostering personal growth. So let's look at some ways that we can do this. Number one, understand that forgiveness is not about condoning the actions of others, but freeing yourself from the emotional weight associated with past grievances. It's a process that allows you, you, the person to let go of resentment, anger, and pain. Because a lot of times when we hold this, you know, inside of us, the other person that we're holding this against, they don't even realize it. And if they even realize it, they may not even care as much as we do. So we've got to learn to just let things go and forgive people just as we would want someone to forgive us. Recognize that perfection can be a roadblock to progress and well-being. Embrace a growth-orientated mindset by acknowledging that mistakes are opportunities for learning and growth. Aim for excellence 
not perfection. Okay. Three, extend forgiveness to yourself for past mistakes or perceived shortcomings. Recognize that being human entails making errors and that self-forgiveness is an essential aspect of self-compassion. So I'll tell you a little bit about my past year, just because, you know, I always like to give you a little bit of insight about me. So in 2023, I decided that I wanted to read the Bible all the way through from cover to cover. I've never done it. I've tried doing it so many times before, and I've tried different ways of doing it, and I never really succeeded. But I decided I was going to embark on um, through the Bible and through the Bible app and through Tara Lee on her podcast. So I listen to that every day too. So I did it with a couple friends and we are almost through. We'll be done on December 31st and then we're going to restart again in January. But through this year of reading through the Bible and really making myself have that daily prayer and devotional time with myself in the morning, every morning, faithfully, I'm now past 430 some days that I've been doing this. It has really helped me to practice forgiveness and it's really helped me to let things go. Because I'll tell you, I beat myself up over things that I have done, mistakes that I have made, money that I have lost, money that I've invested wrongly, you know, and just even my relationship with my mom and with other people. I've had to learn to just look at them from a forgiveness standpoint and really learn to where is it coming from and letting all that brew is really just making me more hurtful. So I've done a lot of letting go. I've done a lot of burning of incense, sage. I've done a lot of journaling and really just getting cathartically it all out from my soul. And I'm going to continue doing it in 2024. I highly recommend it for you. Okay. So now I want to give you some practical tips for letting go and forgetting. Okay. Number one, you can practice forgiveness meditations or visual visualization exercises to release past resentments. You can reflect on situations where holding onto grudges affects your well-being and practice forgiveness for your own peace of mind. You can also embrace a growth mindset by focusing on progress rather than unattainable perfection. Okay. Now I want to talk about building emotional resilience. Because ladies, building emotional resilience through self-compassion, it equips us to navigate challenges effectively. So I wanted to go over a few ways that we can do that. One, you can develop a toolbox of coping mechanisms and self-soothing techniques to manage your stress and adversity. This might include mindfulness practices, relaxation techniques, seeking social support, or engaging in hobbies that bring joy. Two, understand that emotional resilience involves adaptability and bouncing back from setbacks. It's the ability, ladies, to face difficulties with flexibility and courage, learning and growing from experiences rather than being defeated by them. Should I say that again? Understanding that emotional resilience, it involves adaptability and bouncing back from setbacks. It's the ability to face difficulties with flexibility and courage, learning by growing from experiences rather than being defeated by them and beating ourselves up. And three, reframe challenges as opportunities for professional and professional growth. Embrace setbacks, ladies, as lessons that contribute to your resilience and your capacity for overcoming future obstacles. Okay, so here's some tips that you can use to do that. Practice gratitude to cultivate a positive outlook, even in challenging situations. Seek support from mentors, peers, or support groups during tough times. Engage in activities that challenge and strengthen your emotional resilience, gradually expanding your comfort zone. Now let's talk about how do we integrate self-compassion into our daily life, 
Okay, because integrating self-compassion, ladies, it involves mindfulness, relationship dynamics, and inter- and intentional practices. So here's how we can do that, incorporating them into our hectic schedule. So we can incorporate mindful moments into a routine, such as mindful breathing exercises. We've talked about those before. Or taking short breaks to, to ground yourself in the present, shutting off the computer, or turning your chair away from the computer, just closing your eyes, thinking about some positive thoughts. These moments, ladies, can help cultivate self-awareness and self-compassion amidst a busy schedule. Expand the principles of self-compassion to your interaction with others. Offer kindness, understanding, and empathy in your relationships, fostering a compassionate and supportive environment that you would also want to have. Three, find opportunities to practice self-compassion in various aspects of your day, such as in decision-making, problem-solving, and handling challenges. Okay? So here's some tips for how you can integrate self-compassion into your hectic life. Practice mindfulness through simple activities like mindful eating, walking, or focusing on your breath during moments of stress. Cultivate empathy by actively listening and offering support to others without judgment. Regularly check in with yourself, acknowledging your emotions and responding to them with kindness and understanding. Okay? So in conclusion, ladies, Embracing a life of self-compassion is not just a choice, but a profound commitment to one's holistic well-being and personal growth. It serves as a guiding light through our life. It also causes changes, nurturing resilience, fostering inner peace, and cultivating a profound sense of self-worth. In choosing self-compassion, ladies, we as busy professional women can embark on a transformative journey that transcends the limitations of self-criticism, and unrealistic expectations. It's an invitation to treat oneself with some kindness, understanding, and support that you would readily offer to others or loved ones. Through this lens of self-kindness, mistakes and setbacks become opportunities for growth rather than reasons for harsh judgment. The journey of self-compassion, ladies, is an ongoing practice. Trust me, I know. It's a conscious and gentle exploration into one's inner landscape. It involves moments of self-reflection, mindful pauses, and the intentional choice to replace self-criticism with self-compassion. As individuals weave self-compassion into the fabric of our lives, we can create a sanctuary within ourselves, a safe space where we can weather life storms with grace and resilience. So ultimately, ladies, embracing a life of self-compassion is an empowering act of self-love. It's a commitment to honoring one's humanity, accepting imperfections, and nurturing a deep and unwavering sense of self-worth. As businesswomen embrace self-compassion, we not only elevate our personal well-being, but we also cultivate environments of empathy, understanding, and authentic leadership. Thus, we foster a culture where resilience and compassion can flourish. So I hope that you got some things from today's episode because I really wanted to dive into this in December because as we're busy rushing around buying presents, decorating the trees, getting holiday dishes ready, going to parties, we get so hooked into the commercialism of everything. And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but we can start beating ourselves up even before we get to the new year. So I want you to start looking at self-compassion right now in December because we are going to be talking about it a lot as we move into 2024 through the podcast and weaving it in into other things that we're going to talk about, about burnout 
and about how it affects us. I had another podcast listener who said she really wants to hear about how stress impacts our life. She thinks that she's handling it well, but she's not. I had another friend, you know, confidently tell me that stress was killing her life and she, it was affecting her personal health so much that she had to take a step back. So I want to bring us stories of these women who are taking steps to change their situation, to adapt themselves to be healthier people because that's what we need to do as a community. We need to talk about these things. We need to address them. We need to see how other people are handling them because there might be some good golden nuggets from other people that we could use for ourselves. Okay. So again, thank you ladies for listening to this episode. Please follow our podcast. Please hit the share button and share it with a girlfriend. Please leave us a rating and review over on iTunes. It really does help us out immensely. Come on over to at Well Woman Network on Instagram and leave us a comment. And join our VIP newsletter at wellwomannetwork.com. So until next week, ladies, may God richly bless your life and bye for now.